NCRP Productions presents Unhallowed Metropolis, Secrets in the Sands, Episode 38. Good evening and welcome back to Unhallowed Metropolis. This is Barry the Game Master. We're doing our series, Secrets in the Sands. I'm going to go around the room, have everyone introduce themselves and their characters, and we will start in. Hi, I'm Jill, and I'm playing Raya the Mourner. Hi, I'm Aiden. I'm the antiquarian. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this shit. <laughs> and Matt is playing Aiden. <laughs> oh, Hi, I'm Michael. I'm playing Dr. Everett Wolf. Um, supposedly the uh, doctor that specializes in alchemy, but uh, yeah, uh, a lot of shit has happened to him, so who knows what's really going on at this point. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Ty. I'm running Ray Callahan, the willing p- participant. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it is your choice to be. <laughs> Hi, it's Sequoia, and I'm running Frankie the Undertaker. Hey, everybody. It's Pedro. I'm playing Dr. Desmond Wright, the medical doctor. All right, so last session, quite a bunch of things happened. We had the combat with a collection of animates that came across the camp. Our group is now finally setting out from the Bedouins that they started with, where we dealt with the potential zombification of some of the people there and possibly a fix. We'll see what happens in the future if you guys follow up on that. But you are now moving towards one of the places, which is Amarna, that you guys are trying to get information the reason why the people who came here from london came here from london while we were dealing with that i want to mention to you guys something that aiden had said quite a few episodes ago and had had talked to you about he had spoken to you about not animates not zombies but he used the term ghouls and his discussion of the ghouls represented the zombies of this area but the ghouls hide in caves or in the ground or in pit traps, those type of things, and they will jump out and grab you. So what you guys saw last night, any of the Londoners would describe as animus, but it had that feel of Aiden's ghouls. So you can make that assumption, as you guys will talk with a few of the people here in this Bedouin camp, that is going to be what you're dealing with is the ghouls. So I may not use it, but you will hear, because I'm not necessarily speaking for everyone in the game, you may hear that term ghoul be rephrased by either Aiden or by Cal or possibly by Ray, but that is what they're talking about. You also notice something starting to make connections with your past. You notice that the ghouls kind of reacted in the same way that the group of animates that were around Cambridge were, which is... Initially, it seemed like an all-out attack, but as you guys continued to fight and try and safeguard things, you noticed that though they were attacking somebody who was near and close, they, at some point when you got away from them and released them from, from fights, they just continued on. Ray actually followed them for a while and has now come turned around and is coming back to the camp. In fact, I think at the end of the, the session, you were already back. Mm-hmm. The group, the horde, the collection, whatever we want to call it, horde for animates in, in London, so I'm going to generally use that. The horde of these ghouls headed west. Your current direction, at least for plan, is to head south to Amarna. That doesn't mean that has to be where you're going. And Amarna is the term we're using. It's a modern-day term representing where it was found, but this is the 
city of Akhenaten is what you're specifically looking for from what you were given from Grayling to go search out. While we were inside dealing with a number of different things, it came out that the Cambridge incident needed to be explained. So the group of Londoners who were involved in Cambridge, which is Frankie, Raya, and Dr. Wright. Allegedly. <laughs> started talking about, in differing levels of involvement, Raya and Frankie both claimed some, if not complete, responsibility for what happened in Cambridge. Dr. Wright gave a glowing argument against being directly involved, that it was all incidental to what they did. You know that Cal is very angry with this whole situation, has asked you to explain it, that's how this came out, and did finally finish with you, Dr. Wright, explaining the last bits to it. There are things that players at this table who weren't there don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. So there is still a lot of stuff hidden from Cambridge, but the main portion of Cambridge question is out. Once that was finished, and you noticed that as you guys were talking and Raya stormed out of the tent and eventually came back in, and the group was talking, you she did not come back, back in? She no, didn't. Did She's not still not back in. in. Okay. Like, no, no. Off sitting on some rocks somewhere. Yes, I did remember the rocks. <laughs> I thought she'd come back in. I'm you mad. noticed? Yeah, I know you're mad. <laughs> I noticed that, or you noticed that everyone in the tent, the Bedouins, who've just had this massive scare of this attack, they're starting to look up and listen to you guys talk because though they don't understand it, it sounds like oration and anything to get your mind off of it. Finishing off the discussion, you saw Mei Ling point and then speak up and say, Dr. Wolf, he's been bitten. And that's where we left it off. Oh, Mei Ling said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we all pour our guns on to the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so Raya's outside on the rocks. It is cold outside, Raya. You are wearing your mourner's outfit that you normally wear, plus the outer robes. But it is cold, and it is it is going to get colder for you. We are above the below freezing temperatures that you had heading towards the cistern, but it is still exceptionally cold. I'll go back in when I'm not angry anymore. Gotcha. Well, you'll you'll tell us why. That'll probably be at the point where the heat is down. But for the rest of you, how do we react to Mei Ling? Well, she <laughs> recoils. Well, Wolf, like despite this, like you know him still being completely withdrawn in his own head and everything like that, looks down to see, like, where the bite is. Okay. I'm, I'm rushing over to him to look where the bite is, too. Frankie's not worried because tropes can survive animal bites. Yeah. Okay, so, so oddly, Frankie is calm. Hmm. Wolf is calm, but he's been in a weird form of calm this whole time. Ray was standing outside the tent, and he hears that, and then just goes into a fit of swearing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there and is walks another, back into the tent. There is another part of the group, Sipas, who was the individual Bedouin who brought the group who went to go see the Mutasak earlier. Sipas is also bitten. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I apologize in real life. It's been a couple weeks since we've met. I do not remember 
if the group brought him in here, but he is bitten, and you no, are aware. No, remember, he was the one that was uh, with the, um, not the Shaman, when we, when we... Mutasak? Yeah, He's Mutasak, still with yeah. her? Well, no, no. No, no, we he followed us. him. No, he followed us. Did he actually follow us? He I followed remember, us. I thought we, I didn't pay attention to him, so that's why. I'm right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course you were. Don't worry, Wolf's left no. hand just reached out, and yeah. it's fine, no, I'm just kidding. I remember telling you, like, oh, he's got it, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, the three of you had made that sidelong climb, so... Okay. But yeah, Cephas also is is bitten, and because you guys know at the point when that's mentioned, he will reshow his bite to you as well, which which of course creates a lot of concern and scream from the group. In Where's there. his yes, bite that at? That is alarming. Yeah, was that? Where's his bite at? <laughs> his bite. I apologize. I don't remember where, so I believe we're going to put it on the arm. Cephas uh, no. got it on the arm. Yeah, yeah. it was the arm. Yeah. I was pretty so. sure. Is he paying attention to me right now? Is he? No, he's he's being ministered by the a few of the women who have come over and are talking to him. Probably no awareness of you. All right, I'm going to draw my sword and come over there and say, uh, when you're ready, I'll chop it off. Okay, go ahead and give me <laughs> go ahead and give me a charm roll and. For the people who are not Aiden coming over with a drawn blade inside the tent that's really cramped with people, what what is anyone else doing in regards I see to, him going to Wolf? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, I see him doing that. I don't care what's going to happen to Seabus, but I'm going to go over to yeah. where, Wolf. Where where is Wolf bitten? He's you know. Because that's what I'm curious. About. Wolf's bitten on the leg. Hmm. So 19. He's next. So 19. <laughs> All right. So he looks up at you in fear, and, and Ray, you're going to be able to hear that through the tent. Well, I was flap. just curious, like, do I know who's been bitten at this point? Because I kind of, well, I, you, did, you I did not you, see the point. You of, know that Ray is, because you heard Mei Ling you know, say, Dr. Wolf, I'm sorry, Dr. Wolf, okay, Dr. Wolf has been bitten because Mei Ling okay, says. So I was like, you're going to be all right with So you poke your head in? Things. <laughs> yeah, I, I came in. And you're going to be all right with all whatever you are and that? How does that work? <laughs> there is crying amongst the women already. Cephas is in fear, and the group of men will look at you. Nobody draws a weapon to defend against it, but he Cephas pulls his hand and his arm back away from you, and the leader will ask you, Isn't there a cure? Don't you have and he kind of points in the general direction of these two, don't you have a doctor that can fix it? It's simply a bite. I'll say, I'll like one moment. And you'll see me, I'm coming over to Dr. Wolf, and yeah. I'm like, Wolf, you, I'm going to go ahead and examine this. So, yeah. so traditionally here, if somebody gets bit and it's like a limb, we tend to cut it off because that might save the patient. Is there something more that modern science can do? Well, considering what we're working with, what I would suggest to you is maybe one of their blades put on an open fire so you can cauterize the wound. Okay. You don't want it bleeding out. And, no, I, and I should apply a tur tourniquet above where I'm going to cut, right? Uh, yes, yes, you okay. should do that. I'm. If you wait, I can see to helping that, but really keep an eye on him because, you know, if he starts to go a little... I got it, Doc. Oh, okay, perfect. Take right. Frankie with Not you. Frankie's got a good eye. Like, All right. Pretty close yeah. to So I, I will say... Ray's going back outside. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, they are, I didn't want to not answer your question. Unfortunately, they are limited at us when it comes to the the bites of the, uh, the ghouls. 
we sh we need to do something before the venom spreads and makes him into one of them and more people get hurt. So Cephas is trying to hold it and his voice cracks a number of times as he asks you, is it always so? Does everybody, I mean, there's... Yes. So he looks at one of the women, apologizes to her and gets up, stands up and looks to you, where should we do this? Um, let us go do it outside. Up stands Marood, who walks out with you. So that the group, as they're moving out, the group is also going to see Billings stand up and go out after them, unless somebody specifically stops him. <laughs> is Frankie in charge? This charge as well? Yeah, Frankie's going to follow Cephas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to apply a tourniquet, like above the bite, mm -hmm. and then basically I'm going to like have him kneel down. Mar Marood uh, says. Aiden, do you think we should do it over something solid? Possibly one of the rails for the camels. Okay. I'll walk over there then. And then I have people holding him and somebody pull the arm out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll hold, hold his arm and I'll say some of my Egyptian words that I know. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I learned some nice ones. I'll say, help, and then like this, and then I'll hold his arm down against the against the wood. Okay. Is there any campfires outside or fires for, like... There are no fires outside. Okay. The only fire is in the main tent. I'll tell him to be right back. I'm going to heat my sword okay. over it till it's kind of got a so, nice... Can I apply the tourniquet already? Yeah, yeah. And you'll hold it, and he's crying. He's crying. He's not blubbering, but tears are rolling down. He, he'll look at his arm and then look away. He's talking... But you and Marood, as far as you know, don't know what he's saying. I'll just keep did saying. Did Ray go with? Ray did not go with, correct? I just watched them walk by, basically. Okay. I, I know what's going to happen. At this there. point, as you guys are, are just talking to him in English, he's talking to you in Egyptian, and just trying to keep him remaining calm, you will catch Billings, who will walk around to look at the arm, and he's not impolite, he's not rude, and he's and he's not in anyone's face. But he walks around staring at it. Now you, Raya, from your rocks, have seen, or at least heard, if you turn and look, you've seen them come out. So again, you've got one, you're, you can be fairly certain what's going on. There's an arm being put over, and Frankie's the one holding it, so you know it's not from stealing. <laughs> yeah, I, I figure he's probably been bit. So, I'll say in my Egyptian, I'll, I'll just say it's okay over and over again. Billings will ask you, what, what? shouldn't we give him something anesthetic? I'm sure one of the doctors has something. Well, it's, it's funny, when he comes up, I'm going to hand him my flask and tell him to take a couple of drinks. Who? Me. Oh. <laughs> up to no, him. To, to Cephas, as Cephas. you come back out yeah. with the heated blade? Yeah. All right, but before you come back out, that's what Billings will ask. Go ask him. I, I Absolutely. So... You, Dr. Wright, working on Dr. Wolf. What are you guys doing? Because Dr. Wolf is there as well, working yeah. on himself. Wolf, well, well, Wolf's Wolf's not even doing anything. He's just watching this as this is going on. He's just still like... So there is a ring mm -hmm. around him, not watching, but being away from you. I mean, it's a small tent, and everybody is trying to be as far away and still be in the tent. So go ahead and give me a medicine roll. So don't worry, Michael, I have Angel. I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> you know what? It prolongs his suffering for a little while. <laughs> I mean, your health. Um, uh, yes. Same thing. Medicine roll? Yep. It's going to be an 18. So with an 18, 
first thing that catches your eye as you look down will be that scar on his face, mm -hmm. which again has that terrible look to it. It's not necrotic, it's not openly rotting, it's brown, it's not black or yellow or green, but it doesn't look healthy, it looks crisp. As you look at his leg, you would expect the bite to have some kind of residual something coming out, something oozing from it. If not, you would expect there to be some kind of redness starting to leach out into the skin around the bite. He has neither. But the bite is not closing. I'm going to look up at Dr. Wolf and I look down at the bite. because I don't think we've done this yet, uh, to my knowledge. And I'll say, uh, Dr. Wolf, could I have your arm for just a moment? And you'll keep, you will feel a tap on your shoulder and, Aiden, and you'll see uh, Billings come in. Um, Doctor, we need some kind of a knockout drug, anesthetic, something of the sort. A man's having his arm removed. They're doing it without any kind of painkillers. Ah, uh, Billings, goddamn you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say, um... I hope that got picked up on the mic. <laughs> I'll say, uh, yes, um... Okay, Billings, uh, one moment, and I'll open my pack real... Or my, my valise real quick. I'll take out a hit of laudanum. Okay. And just put it, like... Unceremonial, just I'll just put it into like a little vial. I'll be like, okay, yeah, have him drink this. Oh, very good, very good. And he disappears. I think that was one dose. <laughs> I didn't measure very well. Here, have a tab of water. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? So it wasn't you'll math? see now Billings leave out just as you're starting to come out with. Alright. And for Frankie, you and Marood, Billings brings out the laudanum and says, Can can either of you speak to him? Yeah, I got this. Okay, so he'll hand you the vial. And I'll kind of mind drinking it, and I'll say uh, like this. Ah, okay. You have so, like so he takes his hand that is not being stretched and held, and will will drink it. He makes a terrible face in a in a turn away from it, but but seems to be at least keeping it down. He is still blubbering. There's moisture from his nose, a bit from his mouth, definitely from his eyes. He is. Very, very upset. Meanwhile, in Dr. Wright's mind, he's like, wait, was that the law number or the brown LSD? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, he won't worry. <laughs> so, Aiden, you're, you're going to come out with blast, the blade. <laughs> and Dr. Wright, what are we doing with Dr. Wolf now? So, so I, I asked for your arm. Which, uh, yeah, yeah. Wolf we'll, we'll just gives the one that's like closest to you, so whichever one. <laughs> I check his pulse. His pulse is nice and strong. He has a pulse. He does have a pulse. Well, that's even more baffling. <laughs> you freak of nature. Like, I, I'm just baffled at what I'm like, well, why is the blood not pumping then? Maybe I should just stab him in the stomach and see what comes out. No, that's bad math. <laughs> science. Um, I'll say, oh, well, damn, that would have explained something. Ray, what are you doing? You're inside. Are you yeah, watching? Outside. He's outside. You are back outside. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so are you, are you watching them at distance, Marood and Frankie? And now Aiden walking out there with a, a sword that's glowing red in the... I think I'm going to go hang out by the rock that Ryan is sitting on. Okay. <laughs> so you hear a noise approach you, and as you look up, it's Ray. Which is interesting because he's not that noisy. For being as big of a man, he does not approach you making a whole lot of noise. He's not marooned. Uh, but... So probably guess that one's been bitten. I figured as much... Dr. Wolf has also been bitten. How does that work? Well... With his, uh, well... 
I don't think being bitten affects them like it affects everyone else. That makes I, some sort of sense. I think being what they are, it prevents them from turning, so they just <laughs> heal from the bite. Right, and of course he's not healing right now, so... Well, I'm not sure what's going on with him. I'm not sure why he's not healing. He's supposed to be healing. I've In all the time I've known him, I've never seen this happen. End of the day, that's neither here nor there. Is this... How long have you been with this group? Because right now it seems like you're all at each other's throats and you're not working together. It didn't start out that way. I've been with this group since it started. And Dr. Wright has always been... Well... He's normally not as insufferable as he's been here. He's he's selfish and he makes bad decisions and he's always done that in the entire time that I've known him. Even when I started working for the Grayling family who we're all working for. Dr. Wright has always been connected with that family and he's always been selfish and made bad choices, but he's never been as bad as he is here. The desert's bringing out the worst in all of us. I sure as hell know I'm tired of it. Doesn't matter to seem, doesn't seem to matter where I go. Friggin' fame of the Mediterranean champion follows me everywhere. I think that the faster that we can investigate the ruins and the faster we can meet the airship and get out of here, the better. Well, that's definitely true enough. I've been trying to figure out whether or not I'm going back to London with you all, but... I'm not. You won't be. I won't be going back to London with the group. I'm not sure how far I'm going to go back with the group, but I'm not going back to London. There's nothing left for me there. That's rather unfortunate. Among you and Dr. Wolf are pretty much the only ones I feel like have... Any, anything left of their heart. Oh, well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. I... I failed at my job. Um, I let somebody who meant a great deal to me that I was supposed to be protecting, I let them die. And I couldn't do anything to prevent his death. And it was completely my fault. So I failed at my job, and I really thought that coming here would help redeem me, but and be my penance for for letting him die. And it hasn't made anything better; it's made everything worse. Penance—that's something that's hard to come by. One thing that I've learned over the years that I've been around the Mediterranean here in Cairo—it's the past always seems to come back and haunt us. It just, sometimes you just need to go back and face whatever it is. Whatever haunts you, whatever ails you, there is no running. And trust me, I've been around the Mediterranean. Hell, I went from damn island all the way down to damn Cairo. And, well, my past has come, come with me every step of the way. Well. I don't even know if I'm technically a mourner anymore because I failed so badly. I don't know if I can go back. 
I don't know if they'll want me back. I don't know if I want to be back. And I definitely can't associate with with Dr. Wright or with the Grayling family anymore. I don't know much of mourners. I've only had a very, very few encounters with them. But I have a feeling that if you were to return to them and seek forgiveness, that they would see something in you. Your mission may have been failed, but good people seem to always find a way. And regardless of what sins they've had in the past, a good person can be seen from a mile away. I I hope so. The The person that I was protecting that I let die meant more to me than I'm supposed to allow those of us mourners ones who've taken on the quiet service we're supposed to remain chaste we cannot marry we cannot fall in love and as much as I would never admit this to anyone else and I don't know why I'm admitting it to you I was in love with Alistair and I think he was in love with me although he was much too proper to ever make me break my vows and I let him die I let him down I I couldn't save him and I'll be doing penance for that for the rest of my life Ray's gonna cry at this point um, is this a is this a full like breakdown at this point not full breakdown but he does he does the sniffle and he says sorry to hear that and he, he just keeps saying I'm sorry and and Ray walks away like I don't know I need to I don't think I need to roll anything for that no nope, Ray, Ray this breaks Ray and for more than one reason but I'm not a crier or a hugger <laughs> say that as he's walking away <laughs> wow <laughs> at this point he, he, he laughs he's like I don't expect you to be but that that hits home more than you. I just nod and I'll stay up there on the rock. Ray's and... gonna go back to the tent at this point. All right. So, at the during while this is going on, Aiden, you're coming out with the, the red glowing sword. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Billings approaches you and, and asks, uh, "So, so, tell me, are, are you intending to slice the arm off with that?" going to strike with the front end and then cauterize with the back end. What's what's the purpose for the, the flame? Can I sense motive on Billings? <laughs> From this distance? <laughs> you would have to know that he's coming back again. I'm, I'm going to look at him. My left arm have just it. instinctively starts reaching out towards Billings and trying to <laughs> <laughs> give me a reason, Barry. I'm going to kind of look at him like and in my mind, it's like, wait, is he serious or is this like? <laughs> so go ahead and give but me. I know what he's talking about. Do you have and... psychology? No, I do not. All right, give me a wits perception. All know my feelings. Wants to know. Because he's evil now. <laughs> nineteen. You guys are laughing. It's Bonagum the whole time. <laughs> so with a nineteen, something that you have observed of Billings just in general. Definitely intelligent. Definitely business savvy. Not so necessarily much street savvy. And he seems to have some difficulty dealing in social circles completely correctly. So, 
For example, etiquette-wise, he is the epitome. He does not do anything wrong. Simple etiquette. Come in, correct knife, fork, glass, uh, correct platitudes coming in, correct pleasantries going out. But when it comes to things, it is odd to you, even for a man who might be homebound in London, it seems odd to you that he is so unaware and thus curious about so many things. To you, he strikes you as being one of the small children that you work with, where he just is a sponge for anything and everything. You can see that he has the etiquette not to go, why, 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 which a six-year-old might do. But he does continue to ask. And so, oh, again, never rude and never obnoxiously so it may be perceived that way only because you're catching you're catching it in a different mood so so hearing that i'll be like mr billings the sword here is known as a kopesh many westerners mistaken it as it being like a sword in the sense that it slashes or pierces in reality it is more equivalent to an axe the angle the curve of the blade and the way it's swung it is, it's more axe-like in what it does. So we, we do not need to break the bone, per se. If I if my swing is true and correct, we should just cut through instantly. And this is something you've done before? The slicing off of a, an arm or, or, or an appendage that's been bitten? Yes, the desert is a very dangerous place. Ah, very good, very good. And, and again, the, the, the question, I apologize, I'll ask again though, you have it red fired hot and you guys have not stopped walking he didn't right. stop you but he says it's red fired hot are you striking are you striking are you chopping with the heated blade or do you intend to chop at the forefront of the blade and then use the heated portion to cauterize yes basically that would it do you think it would be an affront to the the young man if i were to watch and not be part of the ceremony I think that he probably has more worries on his mind. Very good. I shall stay out of your way. And as you walk up to him, he stops behind Frankie, right? Because it would be Frankie holding in the back end. Stops behind Frankie by about 10 feet. But okay. you can see that it would be a good angle. So, what do you do? So, I'll offer the gentleman if he wants some alcohol. So, so Sipa's, he, he looks at, at the alcohol and he says... Um, I'll say more. Maybe not, Alistair. He had laudanum. <laughs> okay, sorry. So and you take it back from yes. Mrs. Holy? Okay. He nods. He seems to be calmer, little yeah. less tears. The eyes are not completely focused, but as soon as he catches the red from the blade, the eyes go look to it. And so uh, I'll put my hand there, and I'm going to say like a little Islamic prayer. Very good. And then uh, he shuts his eyes. And if, yeah. Frankie, if you see, he shuts his eyes. And, and you can feel the tense, but it's not a retracted tense. He holds it there. And then I'll, like, as I've learned, I'll kind of take a, like, just barely put it down where I want to. And then I'll pull it up and just. All right. Go ahead and give me your. Is it close combat? Is that what uh, we're doing? I have weapon? melee. Give me your melee weapon skill. We'll find out if I can regrow fingers. <laughs> so I'd like to spend. <laughs> I don't think Frankie's it's... fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll those bones. <laughs> oh, I can oh, keep yeah. them. 
Yeah, you uh, could. Spend one more because that was actually worse. <laughs> make make your own set of knuckle bone dice. Line as Thank he's you. taking, he strikes up and he's like, wait, wait, wait. Please don't fail. <laughs> Nine, so that's fifteen. So sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. That's that. I feel like is a good strike. Let me just make sure I didn't have. Oh, and I get one more because it is. Is it your favorite weapon? Oh no, I decided to go. Please. Nope, I decided that's for my pistol. So now it's it's At just going to be eighteen. Fire. All right. So with an eighteen. Striking it and go to cut it system. off, and I just pull out my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> he was never gonna make it through the night. <laughs> so now the big question is going to be damage. The the eighteen will be a, a solid strike. Okay, so you gotta get like he is unmoving. Would you like at least a what an incapacitating wound? Oh no, you you need a twenty one to clean cut it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's All right. Does so. blade add any bonuses? Yeah, what's the fire damage? That would be bad. And, that would be and, it, and does it do an additional five d six damage if it crits? Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to know. So um, it's uh, plus four. Then what's uh, SR the? Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be your standard roll. Oh, okay. So so it's gonna be plus four. The weapon is a plus four weapon. Right. All right. So you're gonna add that to two d ten, plus your vitality. Mm-hmm. There's no minus for like arms, is there? No, no, no. The minus is to hit, not damage. Yeah, okay. your vitality. Fortunately, I do have deadly. So. <laughs> plus one. Plus my vitality. Yep. Two, three, so. 22 total. Whew. Thank God. So you solidly slice through it, and of course he screams, and there's nobody in the camp that doesn't hear that. Mm-hmm. And then. And then you cut to it. All right. So he's he screams for a little bit longer, and then passes out. The weight falls back into your arms. I'll and catch him. And Maroon yeah. will then hold the, the arm as well. So the two of you will hold his weight, which is yeah. nothing. Either of you could easily lift him, you or Maroon. Where should we take him? Probably to, if they have a tent where they treat their sick or wounded. They have, what? so they have sleeping tents. You, you know this. So they're going to have an eating tent and one or two sleeping tents, potentially an animal's tent, which they have. And then you're you're learning because it wouldn't have been something that you would have done a whole lot with. The Mutasak also seem to always have a tent somewhere. All right. But you're assuming the sleeping tent is probably where you would take them. But yeah. are you taking them there? Are you taking him there? We should probably have the doctor look at him before we dump him somewhere. <laughs> Okay. So you guys will then start bringing his now un- unconscious body back in. So, the arm. Dr. Wright. Nobody. Inside. <sighs> yes. Hmm. Uh, okay, so he has a pulse. Yeah, Wolf Wolf is just like staring off to yeah. the distance. There is one moment when you're when you start to go down that his left hand actually comes down and grabs your shoulder a little too tightly, but then he, it it, let, it lets go and slides away. But he, Wolf doesn't seem to be even paying attention to that. So. And I don't even pay attention to the fact that you're about to kill me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my boy, yes, we're gonna make sure. All right. Oh, you're Wolf's arm trying to grab at your throat. Um, no, 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 no playtime. Um, so, Doctor Wolf, I need you. I need to focus. Just for a moment. Hands to yourself now. <laughs> I am baffled. 
I just... You should be bleeding. You should be healing this... This is interesting, to say the least, but I just... And then I'll look around. Is there any English-speaking people around us? Mei-Ling is there. Cal is there. Billings is not. Marood is not. Nope. There's just Mei-Ling and Cal. Okay, well, shit. Um, <laughs> and they are, as you take that look around, both of them are, are watching intently. Um, actually, I don't care about Mei-Ling. Mei-Ling's cool. <laughs> um, no, she's the narc, though. Yeah, that's true. She's just the narc. Uh, no, so I'm... Wolf. I'm just crouching, looking up at you. Mm-hmm. You have to have some thoughts on what's going on. This is not you, Wolf. That you, I know, would be in that corner right there, in your book with your little alchemy kit out, trying to figure out why this, and I'll poke at the leg, mm-hmm. is not healing. By the way, when he pokes me, do I even feel anything? Well, that's my question. Do you poke the wound or do you just poke the leg? I am actually going to poke the wound because I'm curious if he feels any pain. I'm not like... Ew. No, I get you. You're not gouging it. Yeah. Not yet. You know, it's more you, of a... You feel it, but but not as anything beyond just an awareness. Yeah, it's just uh, just like if I had just tapped my yep. Yeah, yep. arm right there. Exactly. Uh, the audience at home can't see me tapping so, with my eraser yeah. on my arm. Right? So, <laughs> so Cal, as you're speaking, Cal comes over and mm-hmm. says, I... I've got to ask, are you thinking of removing the leg? Cal, no, we're not thinking of removing the leg. You have some way to save him? Why Cal, Why didn't you give it Cal, to Sebus? would you please, would you take Mei-Ling and uh, perhaps these folk here and go relax? I I wish to speak, doctor, we're, we're conferring. I would prefer it if you would take everybody and, and calm the masses. <laughs> Cal just gives you a very weird look. And then turns towards the tent and then walks off. Please and go. And Cal does begin talking. Please go away, Cal. I'm conferring with a, <laughs> a fellow professional. Yeah. <laughs> I, I politely said, fuck off. Um, <laughs> so there is, there well, is uh, well, a... Well, it's interesting that Cal isn't knowledgeable about Thropes then. So that's interesting to note because Cal has been pretty knowledgeable about a lot of have other things. Have we openly talked, to my knowledge, we have not openly talked about you being a Thrope in I think Cal? everyone saw me transform and I was beaten down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah! Everybody knows. They know yep. he's yeah. That's right. They know something's wrong. I didn't see That's anything. Right. I, I don't know about that. I don't know what I saw. I'm pretending I didn't see whatever it's the fuck the, yeah, that was. Um, you're you're right. Cal is aware of a so. lot of stuff. That's something that you guys will have to ponder over then. Uh, you're right. Cal would know about that. So would Marood. I ate some bad, you know, chicken marsala. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but, remember much. But Cal will have. We'll we'll be talking. There is there is a a light talk amongst them until everyone hears the scream from outside. Uh, at which point it gets quiet in the tent. But oh, thank continue. God. Um, so <laughs> Well it was not a cacophony before then. It was just low talk and even even a little bit of laughter, but that's They're, gone. We're trying to do science here. They're <laughs> all the best. Uh, and so obviously Wolf there is very few things that I would ever say this about, but I am not actually an expert in this area of medicine. I, I mean, I dealt with pediatric patients for 10 plus years. I helped people from lords to people on the street. 
but I don't have any experience healing or fixing thropes. And unfortunately for that, you are the only one with the knowledge here, and you, I can tell, are going through a bit of a rough time. <laughs> but what I am going to say to you is, is yes, you are having a rough time. But do you know what I've always seen pull you out of anything, Wolf? That is a mystery involving your little project. And what we have here right now is quite an interesting project. So, Wolf, let's think for a moment. What you what did we what did we hit you with? We hit you with tranquilizer. Didn't seem to have much effect. They hit you with Titsy fly venom. That should have. That would kill a normal man. That would maybe even harm a throat, it seemed. But even that seemed not to do very much. But then we hit you with Werther. Well, that caused massive hemorrhaging. And then there's the reversion serum, which, well, I mean, that should have, you know, taken you out of that state. Now, we got the venom, which represents death. We have the tranquilizer, which sleep, should put you to sleep. We have the Werther bleeding reversion serum stopping the transformation i suppose the werther could have pushed all of that out in a sense but then it should have healed you you should be better you should be back to you do you think massive hemorrhaging maybe perhaps tt5 venom dampening your healing dampening your I, uh, I uh, as he's talking oh. I reach down for like you know I, I my bag's probably not there but his bag's there I'm sure he has like a hype you know a, a needle to draw stuff sure. from so I just I take one out and I you just went in your bag yeah I, I just <laughs> grab one of these one of these I, I make sure it's like empty but basically <laughs> <laughs> I, but I but I but I like stick it in a like by my by my leg and I just draw and the blood does come out when I draw when right? you draw blood yep. comes out yep and I just hand it to him <laughs> so that he can observe to look at it it's like of course it's not full light in here mm -hmm. but there seems to be to you to your eye it does not seem to be normal blood there is stuff now when I say floating in it there's Nobody, not not a doctor, not a scientist, would see it. But because you are so used to seeing it, you see some difference here. But again, in this light, you're not even 100% certain. Because looked, you're maybe expecting to find something. I There's looked something. at my own blood under a slide. Don't have a microscope, so... There seems to be something in it. Yes, there's particles. In... It's like something else that looks almost like oil, but... I will rifle into my own bag and pull out the vial that I took of his blood as well from earlier. And that was earlier, but post all the shots. I let me see here. I Did believe I ever it was. get That's any blood beforehand? I don't think so. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take that up, and I want to look to see if you know, you know, it's going to be older, but do yep. I still see similar? Huh. Yeah, and again, the light. So the light in here is from a pan fire, plus. Additionally, three guttural lamps and two candles. So, I mean, it's, it is well lit in the terms that nobody's not seeing things, but you have the dancing shadows and that type of stuff. Well, yes, we need a little bit more 
the technology a little bit more on the ways of help to be able to decipher what's in this more, I suppose. But do you have any thoughts, Dr. Wolf? You've studied this. You know the strain you put in yourself. You... <laughs> there's, a, there's almost like a sad chuckle in there. I didn't even know I was putting this into myself. I thought it was something else entirely. So this is happenstance. Wolf sort of in his thing is just at this point he's just like looking up at the sky is like which is the ceiling of the yeah yeah the, yeah yeah the ceiling at the tent huh. as he's just in there and just Doctor Wright you do you know when Aiden was talking about I don't even know how long ago I said how long have we been in this desert it doesn't matter it really doesn't at this point anyway. But when Aiden was mentioning about the Philosopher's Stone, the thing was that people believed that they were going to create the Philosopher's Stone, and that's how the Throat Serum came into, the, into being in the first place. Longevity, enhanced physical capability, although at the cost of a decrease of intelligence and intellect, a failed version, a failed Philosopher's Stone, but one they thought was actually quite useful. Thropes are a mean, were a means to an end, right? I believe that we were on the way to actually doing something more, something better. Humankind shouldn't become immortal, right? If we go into stasis, if we become static, there's no change, there's no growth, there's no innovation. Evolution, right? We need to evolve. And I believe, at the very least, that if there is a chance to become that, if the Throp Serum had the capabilities to make us stronger, faster, maybe if we tweak it right, smarter, immune to the animate disease, immune to the blight, it could be, it should be a catalyst to jump forward human, humankind's evolution thousands of years in an instant. That's what I was trying to make. I was trying to make a catalyst. And I thought I had made it. But, no. Another failed experiment. But different. I thought I had made the true serum, but this, that legendary elixir, but things have, have theories. And especially when we were facing off against that demon, whatever it was. My form changed, and I hadn't even transformed musculature like this. I'd never exercised a day in my life like this. I'm a very sedentary man. But in a rapid moment, in minutes, I had changed. I think I was on the right path, right, and... The only thing I can say is that whatever happened was some kind of evolutionary reaction. I don't know why it means that I'm not healing, but I'm not bleeding from my wounds. I can draw my blood out. That doesn't seem to stop it. I think the reason why the reversion serums in both doses didn't turn me back was because it already hit me with it once. And I evolved. And I adapted so it won't work on me anymore. At least not in the way that I thought it would. 
right? Do you stay completely focused on him through the whole talk, or do your do your eyes wander at all? No, I'm focused on him. Very good. Ray, do um, you come in the tent at any point, or do you continue to stay out there getting yourself under control? I once I'm like I wasn't broken down. Bawling, I understand. I understand. I'll walk back in. The only <laughs> thing. Let me be clear. I was not bawling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? leave me alone. Um. I'll, when I walk in, I definitely take my, my sleeve and I rub it across my eyes. But after that, I'm just going to... I'll probably pick up bits well, of you, it. if you come in, as you come through, Cal will immediately uh, give you the the finger nod to come over to Cal. Oh, I swear to, to God, if there's another problem. And then I'll, I'll walk over to Cal. And, and Cal will just quietly tell you the doctors are, are disgusting. pointing to, as you notice, not like there's a huge distance, it's four or five feet, but there is a space around them that nobody's in. You've got to be kidding me. Is there a comfortable place for me to sit down in the place we are? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it took. He started to like reach the roof and it's like, there's a seat right over here. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. Just... <laughs> so, so back to the doctors, if there is more. Yeah, at this point, that's where Wolf, right, it, well, Wolf is. It's just like, I don't know. But this isn't evolution anymore. I don't know if it's been burnt out now. Maybe the Werther just pushed so hard that he couldn't do anything anymore. Now I've become the thing I was trying my damnedest to not be. This eternal, static... Leper. That I think might be one way you could look at it, but the way I just heard the story was, and you said it yourself, you succeeded, Wolf. You evolved, and this is another step. There's no, there's no telling that this is your last step in evolution. You look what you survived. Sure, maybe you're not turning into a big, hairy creature, but look, perhaps you have some of the benefits of the evolution, and you can still keep your brain. No. No, I don't know if I do. That's the key, though, isn't it? You don't know. So what are you going to do? Sit there and wallow until you either keel over or worse, sit there for eternity, stagnant like you said you don't want to be? Or you ride this until you can't anymore? Will you step up and find out why? Because even if you never find out why, won't you be happier trying? Isn't that better than remaining stagnant? Roll my melancholy. Absolutely, and that's the point at which Aiden and, and the rest come in. Well, you guys give us a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I throw something at Dr. Wright. <laughs> I made it. So, just... I want to ask you, Barry, if yep. you would allow me to do an alchemy roll just to see if this, like, him talking in this conversation might have inspired him with some idea, which sure. might be the trigger of him coming out of his melancholy. Sure. Okay. 
Eureka! No, we're in Cairo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna still roll my chemist twice just for. Well, actually, no, I'm just gonna roll this. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's 19. So if you had time mm-hmm. and a space, you're starting to think about. So remember what Werther is. Werther is the other side of Maiden's Heart. Maiden's mm-hmm. Heart allows you to ignore pain, have a higher threshold, mm-hmm. uh, replace vitality, some of the things that the Thrope Serum does. Right. Think of Werther as being a rotten Maiden's Heart. Right. So Which possibly if you had the time mm-hmm. and had the ingredients and could test them somewhere, you might be able to see how they work. Now, if I remember correctly, you have not only no more of your serum, but have not been able to recreate it either. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, no, it's so, because it is basically the true serum. It's but in, in you have a fairly good idea of what was in there. And so mm-hmm. you do think that were you given time in a well-ordained lab, you could probably at least have some indication of what's going on with you. Something that will click immediately if you're going to allow this to push you forward is he jabbed you in an open wound. Mm-hmm. You felt it. That's Maiden's Heart. You, As a throat, you feel pain. Right. You just don't give an ass, uh, a rat's ass about it. But you felt an awareness, not pain. That's Maiden's Heart, not Werther. And that's a... There's a moment where he's just is thinking about that. Ah, there it is. Right? Can you do me a favor? You have a reflex hammer in there? Yes, of course I do, and I'll flip it out. I want you to hit me in my knee as hard as you can. <laughs> For science? For science. Oh, <laughs> real bad! <laughs> Get my reflex hammer that oddly looks like a sledgehammer. <laughs> Everyone! Science is about to happen. <laughs> Wham! And as you pull back, pretty much the entire tent of the non-English speakers are all going to look and then watch. Now, go ahead and give me a roll, because if you're winging back that far, because that's not what anyone does with a reflex hammer. <laughs> um, excuse me, did I not mention that I was in pediatrics? <laughs> this was all just a plan so that I could kick him super hard. <laughs> I am expert aim. That's just have to be a word. <laughs> Wait, what am I rolling on? Like an unarmed? Yeah. Or, or is this well, med- it's medicine? It's melee. Medicine? I'm being a real I'll give, you, I'll give you medicine. I'm being a cheeky bastard, but I'm going to take it. Oh, yeah, that's a spicy roll. All right. <laughs> that's a 23. So, yeah. Solid. Your reflex. Oh, right, right in that space where you're supposed to hit on the cap and... Yeah, well, the knee kick says it's supposed to. But how... Is there any pain? None. No pain? None. None at all. And Wolf... Now, this is, is a... Yeah. This is a effectively a rubber mallet. Yeah. That, that but actually squishes unlike rubber a standard rubber, rubber, rubber mallet does. <laughs> yeah, someone with rubber. That's well, going to stick. I, it, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> no way. Those things are hard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. saying, as hard as he hit, you should feel something. You have awareness. Yeah. It is like something impacted me. There should at least be that sensation that blooms out from it or anything like that. And I'm... Wolf's just looking at it, and he's just like, Well, I'll be darned. No pain. None at all. That's why I didn't feel the bite. And you didn't. You don't even remember getting it. Interesting. Sepas is out. 
as you two are talking, yeah. Marood will come over to you. In vision, you'll notice that Billings will come in, go over towards Mei Ling. Frankie does. I set him down, mm-hmm. and then I stand over him. And Marood sits down with him, brings him towards you, says, Doctor, you'll need to take a look at this one. The cauterization seems to have worked. There's not an extreme amount of blood. Uh, wonderful, yes. I will I will be with him in a moment. We're confirming. Thank you, Marood. And and he, he looks at you with with that dead stare that he has, and he looks at Dr. Wolf. Dr. Wolf, do you believe there's a problem with us interrupting? This poor man has just had his arm removed. But Wolf's, Wolf's like caught in like his own thing, like his mind's firing again. Everything's going. I believe, and then he, I but, believe but Doctor. Soon, yeah, yeah. Was, when Marud asks him, he's like, hmm? Uh, and he sees the man over there and he's just like, oh, good lord. <laughs> I, I'm going to go tend to this man. I want you to go back into your, your thoughts. Very yeah. good. And then yes. you literally turn around in your seat because he's right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going up to Dr. Wolf and saying, so what are we going to do about that? About what? Your bite mark. Oh, that will be fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should remove it. Why? Hi, Aiden. It's fine. And then I'll wink at you. <laughs> <laughs> and Raya comes in at that point. So the group is back in the tent. It's, it's definitely... The, the mood has changed again. A number of the women have come over to watch. Nobody's getting in your way. But they've come over to at least watch what you're doing. And are you going to minister to the stump now? Yeah, yeah. So I'll put away my newfound weapon, the little uh, reflexer. <laughs> <laughs> the reflexer. <laughs> go, go ahead and give me a medicine roll. I Doctor, you'll find you did an excellent job. <laughs> I might not have fancy school yes. that it's in. But my medicine award for watching you has made me a far better. <laughs> you have a technically a doctor. Uh, the power invested me. I give you a doctorate. There you go. Go do Wait. your good work. Not in London. In Egypt. You have an Egyptian doctor. Doctor Adrian. <laughs> it's a thing. We do it in London all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> I actually care. Yeah, I'll use one of my personal. Actually, no, wait, I have a, a reroll from my actual skills. Okay, perfect. Uh, 21. So, again, I have not ever had a appendage removed or cauterized, but you know what to do. You're able to set it, rebandage it, clean it, set it, rebandage it, all of the things that need to be done. You feel fairly good on the things that you would have Aiden tell. The people are going to take care of him. I will tell uh, Aiden that that was a very fine cut. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> so at this point now, time will pass as everyone's starting to get calm. We're all back in the tent. Jabril is the leader, right? Aiden, have our Bedouin friends put together that um, Dr. Wolf was bitten? <laughs> um, I don't think so. We should probably keep it that way. Yeah. That's <laughs> so Jabril will come and say, my friends, you can't leave tonight. Would you enjoy the tent here? And we shall head out in the morning. Thank you. And bit by bit, people, the, the 
Bedouins start leaving the tent. So, one quick thing: if he does, if Wolf doesn't think about it, I will say we should tend to his leg a little bit. Okay. So I'll bandage and clean. Yeah. Wolf, Wolf, Wolf is in 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 like his mind palace right now. I'm I just feel like, like that's what I'm doing is while he's in there. I'm I'm just, not, I just kind of go down and I just bandage it, you know, clean it I'm, out. I'm not sure, Doctor. Are you sure we can't remove it? <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure we could, but do we need to? Now, Doctor <laughs> Carter. So much for the <laughs> I know, Aiden Carver. <laughs> I know you're a new doctor, and it's all fun and games, and we love taking off limbs. But you know, we we got to we got to do it sparingly. Uh, okay. I know it's fun. You get one down, you want to do the next. I know. <laughs> so I'll ask the group if you guys remember. We lost two Bedouins from this camp to bites. Did we behead them? Yeah, I think yes. Ryan did. Oh, I shot one of them. Okay. So yeah. they 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 are all right. So. As the group is leaving, one of the men will come over and you, you guys will see it if you're watching. We'll come over and say something to Cal. Cal will not once speak into Marood's ear, and Cal and Marood will get up and leave with the Bedouins in, in mass. The men follow out the women. If anyone's watching, Billings also gets up, not immediately, but also heads out. Well, Billings can't go anywhere, so I'm just going to go follow him. So and then you follow Billings? Yeah. So Billings follows them. Uh, he's not being sneaky in any way, but he's walking out with them. The Bedouins are talking. At this distance, you can catch a good percentage of it. And what they're doing is they're going to go bury the two that are there. All right. So they head into the camel's tent. They grab the tools. Billings goes into the tent with them. When they come out, Billings is carrying a shovel as well. They head over, they, they go off to the side, you know how they will put their dead in the ground, which they do. It's a couple of hours of doing that. You know that some kind of a ritual is going to be done the next day, and the shovels are left to mark where the grave is. They come back, Billings, when Billings now, when he actually when he comes out of the tent, he says, Oh, hey, hello. Oh. And do you, do you go with him to watch the burial? Uh, no. Uh, so you're actually, head back? It, are you still outside? No, she's no, inside. Uh, I was going to go, like, just sit somewhere where I can watch everything going on, make sure. If you're not moving, it's cold outside. We are we are well, getting down to that freezing level now. I was going to sharpen up my sword Very and good. stuff. So you can I do that. that. You can do that outside or inside, but outside is fine. You can watch them. Okay. Uh, again, it's roughly two hours. They get it finished. They lay the weapons, or the weapons, they lay the shovels down, and they come back to the tent in a split. The uh, Bedouins will go to their two tents, which I think I told you originally, but their two tents, and Cal, Marood, Billings will go back into the tent. They won't come over to you, so. And I assume it's like a Muslim burial, so no marking, and they're facing towards Mecca. Okay. The basics. So, you guys lay down. Is anyone doing anything? Setting watch, drinking something, taking drugs. I, 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 is, are we doing anything before bed? And are we doing anything exceptional from night 
till morning. Wolf is back to his like full on like manic like I've got inspiration self and everything like that. He's trying to figure things out. He's like, but when she burned me, I actually felt the pain and everything Are you like speaking. Yeah, yeah. He's talking, muttering to himself, and he's oh, like dear. got his own bag. He's got stuff out, and he's like writing things in his notebook again. Like this is the first time in like over a week and a half that he's been doing this. He's he's back in his. He's back on his shit. <laughs> At least the first little bit, what I'm going to do is effectively using my psychology, uh, but I'm going to go and get, like, food and water and bring it to him and essentially... At a point where I think he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'll say, oh, and you'll want to drink this. And so thank you. So basically it's, trick him into eating and drinking. It's scop and water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I just give That's... him, like, food so I know, because I'm pretty sure he hasn't really eaten very much. No, he has so not been eating much. I'll, I'll give him food and water until he, like, you know, seems safe. It's a, it's a bluish water, because it has a high quantity of... <laughs> The doctor's meth. <laughs> Why is my eyes blue? I can see space. I can fold it in my eye. Frankie <laughs> and Raya, both of you look like you're ready to speak. We always do watch. We always do watch. And what happens to Cephas? Did they take him? They took him. Okay. Yes. So, do the two of you do watch together or split? I probably split. Split. Okay. So, anything else before I pass to morning for anyone? Um... To anyone who's paying attention, Ray spends most of his time laying down, but he appears to be messing with a sort of ring, just kind of staring at it and finicking with it in his hand. Was that around your neck? Yes. Okay. So you guys will notice again that with the ring around his neck. So, next morning, and it's before sun comes up, Jabril will peek into the tent. Uh, who's, who's the day one? Is that going to be Frankie or Raya? I'm the day one. All right. So he'll come in. He he speaks. He he says what you're pretty sure is some form of a good morning, that type of thing. Uh, says something else. Notices that you're not immediately responding. And then uh, points around the room at everyone who's sleeping in different spots. And motions a food motion. His hand to, to his, his other hand as a plate and then to his mouth. I'll say thank you. And he he nods and and leaves. And what do you do? There is no light yet. I would probably wait to rouse people till the food came in. And I I just thought about something. I I'm gonna change what I just did. Okay. You have two Bedouins with you. Oh, you yeah. have Bess and Ra who would split with you. So they would he they would have said to you nope because they can't speak nope English either. I'd probably be up because I'd have to do morning prayer. So not I'll... that early. So <laughs> they they will say you say and they you react and they will speak and then they turn to you and realize they can't they, he can't tell you the one that's up <laughs> and we wait. So but he looks at you and motions to like with his hand shaking uh, in, in the direction that, of the others. I'll wake people up. All right. So so he nods. And you wake people up. As soon as Aiden is woken up, he waits for you to be at least enough focused that you can listen to him. And he says, they are planning to eat the meal in here. We should have everyone at least up to presentable point. Okay. I'll start waking people up. Okay. So the group is up. It's it's over a half an hour before anyone starts coming in. And they're, they're bringing in 
a similar to fare to from last night. There's not a whole lot of food. Uh, a lot of it is mushroom type things. Mm -hmm. There are a couple other vegetables, but it's small and fairly meager. There's no meat. There are, oddly enough, eggs. Because I've not seen chickens. Don't like that. Okay, but there are eggs, and Lizard and eggs. I don't mean I don't I don't mean eggs with shells. I mean something that cooks and looks egg-ish. But you have not seen chickens. That's brought out. Uh, it's laid out on the table as you guys are there. Mm -hmm. The other two Bedouins that came with you have no trouble trying everything. Mm -hmm. Does anyone not eat the eggs, not eat their vegetables, and strict slippers? Stick strictly with the scop that you brought. Wolf's actually pretty hungry, and he's, uh, he's like, you know, well, like, there's a new verb of life again to him okay. again, so he's, yeah. like, trying things at this point, and saying, like, who knows, maybe something is gonna happen, maybe not. He's just, like, it's like, he's, he's fully back in, in despite his desiccated form, right. and the fact that, you know, there's still this constant ache, and it's clear he's not healing everything. But just the fact that there is a chance, there is life and possibility again, that he's just like, I'm going to greet this with gusto. <laughs> so is anyone not eating the eggs? And again, it's small portions, but... I'm, I'm eating and just like, I have the shit-eating grin on when I look, every time I'm I look like, over at Wolf, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to make a comment in case people are like weirded out. Mm, these alligator eggs are fantastic. Okay, did everyone hear Aiden's comment? Specifically, I'm watching did he do his usual thing? Uh, in this case, no. Okay. As it was passed, he took a very small portion. It never came back around. It's vegetarian, so I'll eat it. Okay. It's not vegan. It is egg, but it is vegetarian yeah. as far as you see. So, is there anything else the group will do? At this point, Jabril then speaks to you, Aiden, and says, So... You wish to have some of my people, and then he realizes that that Billings was a part of this conversation. Looks around and finds Billings, and gestures towards him, but realizes from last night that he's talking to you. He says, "You wanted to have some of my my people show you, take you to the lands of Akhenaten." Yes. Very good. He says, "We can be ready to go by within the hour." All right. That's I will. if you would wish. Let it, let's make it so. Okay. So, anything anyone wants to do here, say here, anything within this group before we head out? Well, I'm going to tell him since I can't understand uh, Egyptian. So, he's ready to take us talking on. So, be ready in an hour. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, out of curiosity, do you know what happened to their... Uh, their keep forgetting the word. Matasak? Thank you. They're Matasak. Um, I'll ask when it's, like, less public, more private time. Excellent. It's just a curiosity. But I'm, I'm ready. I think it's time for us to move on. So when I can have a couple seconds with the chief, I'll ask him about the Mataska. Actually, you... Give me an etiquette roll. Telling Dr. Wright I have no problem with you telling Dr. Wright that you will you will ask. That doesn't that doesn't bother me anyway. What do we have for etiquette? So that'd be 18. So yeah. So you know you wouldn't ask. So you may go over and talk to him about something else. You can go ask, 
but you you would potentially go talk to him about something else and then go back to tell Dr. Wright some story or what would you like to do but you know asking is not Go what you would do. They are non people. Okay. So um I'll actually change on what I would have said to him. All right, very I'll good. I'll say um that's usually something that's not talked about publicly, um, being that they are non people. You sh- if you wish, you should go to her tent. Since you have seen her before. I suppose that would be the swiftest way. Sure, I'll go to her tent. So you walk, run. Walk. We've got right. an hour. It's not that right. far, right? So you you leave. You walk out. There's a couple of people moving back and forth between the sleeping tent and the camel tent. You head down over the hill. Now there are <laughs> there are dead ghouls all over the place up here. I mean, it's it's not a ghoul graveyard, but I, I, my guess from where what we were doing, maybe 18 or 20 dropped dead. Dead as in I can see head wounds on them. Well, I don't know that anyone... Oh, no, you guys went and killed them at the end. Yes, all with a, some form of head wound or disconnected heads. Then they don't bother me at all. Right. I'm just telling you yeah. that you're walking around Oh, yeah, around no, that's there. fine. Uh, so you get down to the tent. The tent is closed, as it was before. Hello? Basically, I'm not... I know she can't understand. I'm just looking for a response or if she's inanimate. You don't... <laughs> you don't hear any noise. But the tent does not look to have been torn open or uh, run over anything like that. The tent looks in the same repair as when you, from the outside as you were. Use my cane to open the curtain. So as, as you look in, she appears to be sleeping. You can see, if you watch from over, you're like, oh, she's dead. Oh, no, no. Rise and fall <laughs> over her chest. <laughs> okay. Uh, I only have to worry if she like comes like standing out of right head. stands up without <laughs> bending. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Just, just freaking like Dracula levitates up. <laughs> um, so what I'll do is I'll take a. Actually, if I if I look like right in the entrance way, do I see a piece of cloth that I could like pull? Is there any like little small things? There there is cloth uh, on the floor. Place of what I'm going to call a rug. There's cloth on the floor. There are the rags that were given to Doctor Wolf. They're they're over there, and a few few that are not bloodied. Um, no, you know what? I'll leave uh, two things of scop there, and then a vial of three doses of laudanum. Okay. And I just kind of set it inside there, and maybe just a. Uh, a, a hit of meth. <laughs> you know what, Michael? You're right. And a hit of meth. Because <laughs> I gave her a downer, I might as well give an upper. So I give a little care pack. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, and then, and then, and then leave? Yeah, then I'll leave. Very good. So you guys are going to be traveling hmm. with oh Zaskar? Or Zet? Z- wow. Screwing it up already. Zasar is, is one of the two that you're traveling with. The other one is Abrax. And Jabril will tell you that at this point, they're going to lead you there. They can only be gone for two days. Okay. They must be back for the burial service. But uh, Bess and Ra are still coming. Bess and Ra, yeah, are, okay. are yours. All right. Right? So <laughs> Bess and Ra know the general oh, no. <laughs> locations of where you're going. The idea with this group, with Jabril's group, was the chance to actually have somebody that knew much narrower where you were. Okay. So, 
Anything else anyone's saying? Well, when I see Dr. Wolf in the morning, I said, how's that leg? Is it bothering you? Not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> None slightest. Can't feel a thing. <laughs> Could I have some of your brains for a moment? <laughs> Just let me know if it bothers you at all. <laughs> so, anything anyone else wants to do? Nothing specific. Very uh, good. Only only real thing Wolf's going to do is maybe take a moment to actually look at some of his blood in actual sunlight because he's only been seeing it in the dark for, for so long. Just to And in it. the sunlight, uh, yeah, it's it still has those very small, you only see it because you know that you're looking for it. Yep, yep, and got a magnifying glass and just like, you know. With the magnifying uh, glass, you can see it much more. And if you look at the vial that uh, Dr. Wright took the night before, or that yeah. you pulled and gave to him yeah same situation yeah and it's just, so whatever is in there is still in there it hasn't gone away it hasn't appeared to have gotten more but it certainly has not gotten to be less yes, it's still strange with what's going on with the cells there because it's there's far more than there should be it's just very interesting now there's there's a new revitalization in him very good so the group camels up mm -hmm. and as you know, you guys are going to be heading south towards Amarna. As the camels go, and as you start walking, or riding, Ray, would you give me a Wits Perception roll? Uh, that is going to be a 15. So as you guys are heading out of camp, Ray, you're going to realize you're heading west. And we'll stop there. Oh. Wait a minute. I don't like that. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta kill these guys now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. It's a tarp. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another NCRP Productions podcast. To stay on top of everything we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like us on Facebook, all at NCRP Productions. You can show your support and help us continue to produce content by joining our Patreon. We offer additional podcasts like our B-Sides and have GM materials, maps, and other fun things you can discover over time. You can find our podcasts on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and many other fine podcast sites. Just look for us at NCRP Productions. We value your thoughts, so please don't hesitate to leave us feedback or comments. And if you would like to contact us directly, you can email us at ncrpproductions at gmail.com.